Hey there, and welcome back to Pause the Music, a podcast by music fans for music fans. We are your hosts, Matt and Jeff, a father-son music-loving duo. Today's episode, we will be talking about an album we each wanted each other to listen to, talk about albums that just came out, and to let you know how they are, and then discussing some of our favorite cover songs. Our big segment on the day is the cover song topic. Woohoo! Oh yeah, so I guess... Fun we'll, week, fun week, fun week. It really was. I loved listening to some new cover songs that I had. <laughs> didn't even know were covers, some of them. Yeah, you know, that's kind of the fun thing. When you start doing a little bit of research, you kind of see what's... Uh, you know, what's a cover song, what's not a cover song, and some of your favorite songs might be a cover. Yeah, so, well, let's first break down the recently released albums. So, I know, Jeff, you listened to two, and I actually listened to three this week. But we'll start with the first one in Taylor Swift's Folklore. You know, the Folklore one, um, <clears throat> well, the way I, I put it is, I listened to this on a road trip that I took this afternoon, or uh, Saturday afternoon of this week, and um, honestly, uh <laughs> It was snooze music. Wow. That was my wife's. Music? My wife's words were absolutely snooze music. Oh, my goodness. But let's give a little background on Miss Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Taylor Swift was a.k.a. of uh, T-Swizzle oh, yeah, or T-S t- or T-Swift. T-Swizzle. There we go. Big T-Swizzle so fan. Get that out of the way. She was born December 13, 1989 yep. as an American singer-songwriter. Um, she's always had fairly decent things. She's just got recently having a, a fallout with her previous uh, record label, uh, with Scooter Braun, which was pretty publicly pretty yeah. much. Yeah. In, in the public's eye. So she's also born in, I didn't know this. So she was born West Reading, Pennsylvania. She yep. was a Pennsylvania girl. Uh, age 14 became the youngest artist signed by Sony age 15. She signed her first record deal. Uh, you know, so she's got some good things under her belt. This album was um, not so much. It was a different direction from Taylor than you were expecting, wasn't it? Well, okay, so yeah, I'm surprised that I actually stayed on the road listening to this album. You you almost fell asleep That's, listening to this album. Yeah, so you know, somber tones, nothing really upbeat. Five songs came. Five songs contain profanity for a T Swift uh, album. Yeah, she's going crazy. She, so it. look out, man, she's growing up. Um, I think she needs turmoil in her life to uh, write songs. Yep, I do too. Uh, she is the queen. I would call her the queen of writing the heartbreak and or revenge songs. Oh, yeah. She's up there. What is one of the greats. So um, you kind of informed me that Mr. Bon Iver. Did I get it bon right Iver. Yeah, you did. Or Bon Iver. Oh, okay, here we go again. <laughs> Produced this album. So... Um, you know, once you said that and I was listening for it, he definitely had a complete influence on this album. Oh yeah, he did. I mean, you can hear it from start to finish, you know, his album is fine, but having Taylor Swift try to do a bone Iver album, I'm not quite sure. I did give her credit for taking a very different direction. Yep. Uh, I applaud the attempt. It was just mediocre for me. What'd you give it? Uh, well, I had I had a couple of standouts. I, I liked The Last Greatest Dynasty, which was a tribute yep. to Dolly Parton. Uh, but most of the songs just kind of blended together. Okay. Uh, and it's just not what I was expecting from her. Uh, not that I'm a big fan, but you can hear enough of her songs to get an idea what kind yeah. of music she produces. And so I gave it a four. You gave it a four. Okay. So, so I was yeah, really I, not that impressed. And I, I, not I that it was a bad album. album. It would just seem more elevator music-ish. Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> that elevator would be music elevator music-ish. 
Oh, wow. That hurts. Okay, so <laughs> I, uh, I listened to this album, and I absolutely enjoyed it. I thought this I'm, album... That's shocking. I thought it was a dark and eerie album that was amazing. The production by Bon Iver and the song that he was featured on was stunning. I think this album was not what you were expecting from her, but it was a solid performance. I am a big fan of Country Taylor. That's my favorite kind of Taylor Swift. You know, those are the middle school songs <laughs> that your older sister would listen to, and then you'd be like, all right, I guess I can sing along. But Or if your girlfriend had to listen to it, and you just kind of went along for the ride, right? Exactly. So I, I am a big fan of Country Taylor, but I kind of like this Dark Taylor kind of feel. I enjoyed it a lot. I gave this album a 7 out of 10. So this is an adult version of T yeah, Swift. She's growing up, which is a T Swizzle. T cool. Swizzle out there. <laughs> All right, so now we're gonna move on. Uh, we'll talk about the album that I reviewed myself really quick. I reviewed the album Neon Trees. I can feel you forgetting me. I already forgot about it. Yep. <laughs> so so, so this was a this was a smaller album. It was just over thirty minutes long, which isn't too bad. Was but it like kinda, seven songs or eight songs? I think it was closer to ten. Ten songs and thirty. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it follows yeah, okay, more of the run of the mill now. But uh, yeah, I said I said this was a one or two hit wonder band trying to keep their name out there. Uh, it wasn't great, but you know it was a lot better than I was expecting from them. Wow. Well, see, there you go. So yeah, you probably I gave said, it a five. I said yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said I said if you enjoy listening, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from here. I said if you enjoy everybody talks by them, it's not too bad. And uh, since it's just over thirty minutes long, give it a quick listen. Maybe you'll find a song in there that you like. Maybe you won't. But or maybe not. It's, if it's 30 minutes, that's not the end of the world. You can probably find something in there. Hey, that's on my ride to work, right? Exactly. There you go. All right. And now we are going to talk about the one of the biggest albums to come out this weekend. Only Logics. for Matt. Uh, yeah. I, Only I, for Matt. Not everybody else. No, Trust this me. is a pretty big album. Him and Taylor Swift are the big drops this weekend. Okay, well, whatever. Well, it is Logic's No Pressure album. So you want to give a little bit of background on Logic for the fans who don't know who he is? Sure. Uh, kind of a last hurrah of sorts, I believe, yep. since he's announced his announcement at the ripe old age of 30. Yeah. Yes, I said 30. Yeah, he's retiring. Yep. Supposedly, he has a contract to play video games for the next few years and get paid some big money to do that. Uh, so he's, Seven figures? He's out yeah. of this world. He just had a kid, too, so that's why it could be. It's his first kid, too. So his real name is Sir Robert Bryson Hall II. Yep. Born January 22nd, 1990. He resides, was born out of Rockville, Maryland. Mm -hmm. He spent much of his youth in West Deer Park neighborhood in the Gaithersburg, Maryland area. That is a tough area in Maryland, if you didn't know. So, you know, if you start listening to some of his lyrics, you will understand the rest of what I'm going to tell you, how he gets them. His father suffered from a cocaine addiction and his mother suffered from alcoholism. Yep, cops all the time at his house. Despite his father initial being absent in his childhood, Logic was able to reconnect with Hall, because he's the second, due to his burgeoning rap career. During his early adolescence year, Logic witnessed his brothers yep. produce and distribute crack cocaine to addicts all over the block, including his father. Yes, out so of his, his house. So his brothers were making crack cocaine and supplying his dad. Yes. That's sad. It's tough. Logic maintains that he accurately knows how to manufacture and produce crack cocaine following these experiences. He doesn't, though. He attended neighboring Gaithersburg High School. However, he did not graduate and was soon expelled after beginning to skip classes in the 10th grade. Yep. Logic would comment on the expulsion, stating, I started doing badly and failed every class but English. So they kicked me out of school. 
they gave up on me. That's from this Wikipedia page. So there you go. Now you got a little background on Mr. Logic. It's just a little bit more on that. Uh, he started couch hopping when he was trying to produce music and working at a pizzeria while he was doing the same thing. Who hasn't worked at a pizzeria? Well, exactly. But he was you. Yeah, I have. it. Yeah, yeah you no, have. It. See, I, I worked at supermarkets. That's my uh, mm. go to summer job. There you, know? you go. But he was couch hopping trying to produce his music and he finally was able to get great production in his Young Sinatra series. He had three mixtapes he put out called Young Sinatra calling himself the next Sinatra. Yep, I heard that. Which was a big thing. I didn't know how far to go with this, so I thought I'd let you take over. Yeah, I figured. Uh, If you don't know, I love Logic. I've seen him live, but I kind of stopped following after the Incredible True Story. We'll get to that in a bit. But uh, So he released his Young Sinatra mixtapes, one through three, and they were critically successful. Many, like music producer or music reviewers, I've never listened to. Them. Found them decently well for a guy who they don't know about, and then he signed <laughs> to a record label and produced the album Under Pressure, which is the predecessor to No Pressure. Pressure. Well, that would make sense because Under Pressure is probably from the record label, and because he's on his way out, there was no pressure to do this one. Well, it was more. Boy, about, I kind of figured about, that out already. Yeah, huh? it was more about him having so much pressure to succeed in life. Now that he's successful, he doesn't have any pressure on his life anymore. All right. Well, let's get let's get on to uh, what I thought. I'll, I'll go first because yeah, I go ahead. Um, I would say that this is not a bad album, considering the genre is mostly rap. Yep. Um, I think this album was actually pretty good, and I actually liked a couple of the later tracks uh, in Amen and Heard Him Say. I did like those two. Uh, Hit My Line was a recollection of his childhood. If you listen to the lyrics on that, everything we just talked about from his Wikipedia page was basically stated in there. I think the oddest track of this is called Five Hooks. Yeah, I think that was just a little teaser. I think, you know, the Five Hooks, he was trying to put Five Hooks into the same song. I just don't think it worked. Oh, I don't think so either. Um, And I I would say that the first and the last track with the sampling of speech from, I'm thinking the 50s. I would say 50s or 60s, yeah. I'm not quite sure who it was. I, I know it's some famous figure that was probably making a speech, and he was using the speech, adding his words during the speech to make it his own, which was kind of cool. I thought that was a really good thing to add into the album to kind of like, yeah, it was put just it different to modern time too. Well, I think it just opened the album and closed the album, and uh, he used that to do that. So, in in all sense, I I wasn't sure who he's sampling, but he is talented, and I gave it a six. Wow, for a rap album? I know, album, a rap album. I gave it a six, people. So you, six. Yeah, so I actually listened to this album twice before I finally made my uh, decision on it. Because the first time through, I thought it was not good. <laughs> but that's because I didn't put all my attention into it. Ah. So I wasn't actually listening to the lyrics, listening to what he was saying. I just had it kind of on in the background and just went along with my day yeah that doesn't work and kind of sometimes yeah the first listen through my only song that i liked was the intro the no pressure intro <laughs> sorry <laughs> wow that's fine. okay 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 well and so sorry that was loud <laughs> so i'm a big logic fan and uh yeah, and you didn't me, like any of it i didn't like any of it the first listen Ooh. the second listen though is when it changed I when i actually so listened started some of the words and started mm-hmm. to yeah i listened to i saved five more songs wow so on top of it. And so I liked Hit My Line. I think that was a great pop song. That's going to definitely be on the radios. Um, I liked Open Mic Aquarius 3. I liked the sequel to Soul Food on Under Pressure in Soul Food 2. Um, Man I Is. I think that's just kind of a funny 
uh, play on words because he knows that's like grammatically incorrect, but he did it. Hmm. And then Dark Place, I thought him talking about how the problems that he had. So every song that I didn't discuss, you did. Yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Dark Place was really good. Oh. Um, even um, Dad Bod, I thought was interesting because that you weren't expecting that from him. Uh, where he yeah, was that just was rapping weird. about his life. But like, yeah, if you go, gonna, if you've I ever know. listened to Under Pressure, he would do the same thing. But see, that's the problem. I didn't listen to Under Pressure, I and think, so I think the the message that he was doing was lost with me. Yes, where it was better picked up with you because you're more familiar with his yeah. work. And so uh, I'll get him to listen to that. We'll see how he thinks about it then after I won't. that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think he's lucky. I gave it a six. I think uh, when it comes to logic. It was pretty good. It wasn't the best album of the I year. I was feeling generous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you ever go back and listen to Logic disc- discography, stop after the Incredible True Story because that's where it goes downhill so bad. The corniness, the terribleness, and the sheer utter disappointment I had every single album after that was a joke. I didn't even listen to Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I own Logic t-shirts. I've seen them live. Mm. I skipped on that album because... It was not good. I've heard that it wasn't good. Wow. And his albums before that were terrible. People gave that a 1 out of 10. They were like, this is one of the worst albums of the year. And so wow. I just didn't want to give it wow. anymore. And I was really nervous coming into No Pressure because of how bad the previous albums were. And I just was like, uh, please don't be corny. Please don't be bad. But <laughs> as a follow-up, you know. Yeah, you I think were a little worried about this one. I was very worried. When, when this one came on the list, he was like, oh, boy. I was like, well... We'll give it a shot and see what happens, right? That's yeah, all you can do, I, right? I was expecting to tear this album apart if it was going to be bad. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't. I think of the albums of his, it's his third best one behind uh, Under Pressure and Incredible True Story. I gave it a seven. I think it was good. I think I listened to some songs. I don't know if I'd listen to the whole album through and through because there's some weirder ones on there. But yeah, I gave it a seven. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. Either take a shot at it or maybe not. Maybe not. But if you like rap, Go ahead. If you don't, like Jeff said, you know, he doesn't like rap, but he gave it a six. Yeah, no kidding. All righty. So okay. now we're going <laughs> to move on to the albums next, we had. Next, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's forget about that part. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that one next. Okay, cool. All right. So, so we each, again, we did it again this week where we brought an album for each other to listen to and get their feedback on it. So for Jeff, I brought in Brockhampton Saturation. It's the first of their Saturation trilogy. And I enjoy Brockhampton a little bit on them. They are a boy band, self-named boy band, that met on a Kanye West fan forum online. And they said, let's just make a band. Let's do it. Because none of them were really standouts anywhere they were. Hmm. But they made a band together. And so the big thing about Brockhampton is their front guy, Kevin Abstract, is actually openly gay. If you listen to this album, you'll hear him talking about sucking dick. And things like that. And it was really interesting because if you think about it, there's not many gay rappers out there. He is a trendsetter for the LGBTQ community. And I think that was really awesome. But there's more than just him in that band. They have this guy, Matt Champion, who's a really great rapper. They have Merlin Woods, who's a little bit more abstract and more fun and just loves to scream. They have a guy named Bareface, who's more calm and simple like that. Hmm. And they have another lyrically skilled rapper in Don McLennan. Now, they all make solo music themselves, but when they come together on albums like Saturation um, and 2 and 3 during this year, it was phenomenal. And they were all critically acclaimed albums. 
Hmm. And they're all one group. They have their own producers in the group. That have yeah, I didn't get any of that out of, of this. Group. I didn't get any of that out of this, but that's okay. The first listen, I asked him how it was. And he goes, yeah, he wasn't too bad. I said, he? There's six members rapping on that album. You know? Yeah, I didn't hear that either. <laughs> but yeah, so break it down. What did you think about it? You know, I you know, uh, uh, I could pick out a couple of the songs. Uh, Gold is not bad. And I think the other one was uh, Face. Face. That's a big song in the album. Yep. I, you know, those two weren't bad. I mean, this has got... Technically, seventeen tracks. Three three tracks are skits, which are less than a minute long, which are kind of a setup. I don't know if they're changing voices or changing people. I'm not sure. Um, I think Tupac could have gone a lot better, but it was so short that I don't think they got into it. Um, again, it's another rap album. Uh, the N words getting used a little bit here and yep. there. Not um, as much though. Because not as much as others. Half white, half black kind of thing. And I again, it's another rap album for me. I'm out. I I just I. I can't grasp it. I don't, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll give it a generous three. Okay. I mean, for a rap album, I was expecting lower. Uh, it wasn't, okay it wasn't, wor- it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't like, oh, I got to run out and get this thing because uh, I ain't doing it. If you've never heard to Brock, if you've ever heard nope. of Brockhampton, try and give him a listen. If you like rap, just go ahead and try. If not, maybe listen to Golder Heat. Those are pretty good songs or uh, Face. There are songs that I think will draw your attention if you've never listened to them, but give it a try. You know, you never know until you actually listen to it. Well, so we can. Should we try? Should we try doing a little sample of it? We can try doing a little sample. So, which one shall we do a sample of? I think Face. Face is their big you song. Think on Face, that album. we want to do. Yeah. Right, so, well, what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and play a little snippet of it so you guys can hear. We're also going to be creating playlists on Spotify. So, if you guys want to give us a listen or a follow at Pause the Music, we will place post some podcasts out there. Hey, playlist. look at that. Look at that. It starts automatically like that. <laughs> we'll put some and playlists hey, on and there. A shout out, the and a shout out to about. Rick for that idea. Thank you very much, Thank Rick. Thank you very much, Rick. That's that a great idea. A genius idea. We'll so we're going we're to follow that. that up and we'll do that. So here's a little bit of Brock Hampton saturation. The song title is called Fake. Face. Are you playing fake or face? I'm playing fake. Play face. Where's, oh, face. Okay, I guess I'm going to play face. <laughs> Well, okay, face song. or fake? You know, it doesn't matter. It's like, hold on. All right, hang on. Okay, face. We'll try face with a C, not with an F-A-K-E, F-A-C-E. This is why you don't give the old people technology when you have younger kids around. So that's there just a go. little teaser. It's kind of a softer song on the track. That was 11 seconds, folks. So, yeah, give that a listen for sure. All right, and now you brought an album for me to listen to. I did, and I can't even remember what it was. You brought The Cars Heartbeat City. Oh, that's right. You want to oh. give a little, uh, oh. you want to talk a little bit about Cars and Heartbeat City? Well, Cars are, you know, out of the 70s and 80s. Let me, I'm going to pull up the Cars here, give you a little bit of background. Rick Ocasek, who's recently passed away, lead singer. Benjamin Orr passed away uh, years ago. Uh, I believe he was the keyboardist. Of the cars, and was the lead singer on their best-selling uh, single on this Drive. album, which is "Drive." He was the it was the only song that Rick Ocasek did not sing, and it was their best song by far, and that is on this album. This album came out in 1984, by the way. So this was kind of the later Cars, um, just before they kind of started going a little bit weird sideways downhill. I'm not quite sure. Um, one of my favorite Cars albums. Uh, you know, you can you could go back to the original album, which is great. Yeah, that's a great that's album, a album too. I just wanted to get him in, more involved in uh, uh, something a little different, a little offbeat, kind of like I did with Rush. I kind of put him off to the side, put him on a different album that was 
maybe not as critically acclaimed as the the self-titled, but I think they're both pretty hand in hand. I did ask you this. I asked why did you tell tell me to listen to Heartbeat City over the self-titled, and you just said you personally prefer Heartbeat, Heartbeat City, City. <laughs> which so. isn't the end of the world because I think they're both a toss up for their best album. It's a good would, song. It's a lean, good album. I would lean either way, whichever album. But yeah, going down it, I um, I think I I enjoyed three songs. Which was their big three. I enjoyed Magic, I enjoyed Drive, and I enjoyed You Might Think. Mm-hmm. Which I think that was their big three off the album. And, of course, I'm having computer problems, so, you know, go go figure. I can't figure out how to get into it, so. <laughs> I think it's still stuck on Brockhampton. I can't get it out of there for whatever reason. Yeah, and so. Doesn't for, want it to leave. <laughs> for a 10-track <ten> <laughs> track album, just a little over 38 minutes, I... I enjoyed it. I listened to it the whole way through. I almost wanted to listen to it again. I thought it was a good album front to back. Again, most albums have a dip, but this one kind of just spaced out their good songs, so there wasn't really a four no, or five song it dip. Keeps you, it keeps you in the it keeps your attention to it. So yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it's this. Definitely album. one of those albums that you can go front to back and you know, there's a couple little dips and you know, of course I can't name the damn songs, but uh, uh, things like um it's not the night. Why can't I have? Uh, yeah, why can't I have you? Yeah, I got that. Yep. Yeah, see, that's not so bad either. No, but and and again, if you look into the dip, it's not the worst. Not, thing no, that you and they're really have. not bad songs. They're just not their best songs, but it's not their worst songs. So no, I think it's just uh, through and through, um, consistently good album. Yeah, it's a it's a very good album. Hey, look at that. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to get it. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Well, anyway, we'll so on, we're done. I'm done. Yeah. I gave this album an 8 out of 10. Wow. I thought that this was okay, see, I'm, good. I'm, I'm getting into his head here, guys. I'm <laughs> yeah. getting him up there. See, I'm stuck in the twos and threes, and he's getting to the eights. Hey, so, I was just testing out <laughs> what you might like in rap. I, let's, gave, you, uh, let's, I gave you experimental electronic. So, so here we that. go. Well, and then I gave this you is a experimental for this was experimental for rock and roll. The cars are was it more, really? they're more of a prog rock. They're not a well, they're kind of a prog rock slash prog pop. OK, but this wasn't nearly as experimental as 100 gex could be. I don't even know what to say to that. That's not even the. That's not even a comparison. No, but you said they were oh, experimental in their time. But they were. But that, that's hundred gex is experimental uh, in my time. Okay. So yeah. So okay. we'll move on. Anyway. But yeah, that's what we will. I'm gonna give him an album that I think he'll actually enjoy this time fully. So we'll see how we get from there. Great. But now we're gonna move on to our cover songs. Woo! So we each went through. We picked about five cover songs and a couple honorable mentions that we thought we should deserve some. Listens. So okay, so let's just just clarify what a cover song is. Yeah, break it down. Okay, so a cover song is a band, group, or individual that sings the song that somebody had already produced, written, whatever, released, released. So a cover song is basically a repeat of something that's already been done. So sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not so good. No. And doing some of the research on some of these songs, I found some not so good. And there were songs that, well, we'll talk about that later, but there's songs that the original singer that did it was maybe still the best. Uh, there are other songs that maybe had a different version that you could argue is the best. Um, so <clears throat> I've got a couple of those songs on mine. I know that Matt's got a few more songs that are more mainstream than the ones I picked. Yep, I, I did pick more mainstream ones. So it'll be interesting to see how this uh, shakes out. So 
Um, I think maybe we'll just kind of leave the sampling off for today and we'll try to work on this for next week and, and see if we can do some more samples like that. So we're going to just do that. We'll just put the, we'll put the album list on our Spotify and we'll share it with everybody. So yep. give us a follow at pause the music. We'll post some playlists and then there. won't it be available so people can just, uh, they can just shuffle, shuffle. it and like hear what we talked about. No, today. but you know, I'm just saying the song list, um, we can just do it as a, it's going to be as positive music. So if they search positive music, they'll find it, right? Yes. Okay. Just so they know how to find it. Yes. I'm old and I, I need those exact directions on how to find things. And we'll also post it on our Instagram at pause the music podcast. If you guys want to give us a follow over there, we'll oh, post yeah, we directions can put a link to there, there too. Can we? Yep. Sweet. You can put it in our bio. We'll let you guys know how to get there and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay. So how do we want to do this? Do you want to do one and one or do you want to do, I would say let's go one and one. You go one, I go one and then we'll go from there. All right. So who wants to go first then me or you Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So you got first. I don't know. <laughs> just pick one of the five. We no, I, I know that. No, 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 no. I'm so, just trying. Okay, so no, of these okay, cover right. songs. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, just a Hold second. on. Of these cover songs, these are in no particular order. They're just yeah, ones they're just that ones we, we like. And the ones well, let's, that we let's do this one. We both have one that we both like. So let's both talk about that one first. Yes. Let's okay, just so get this that one, one out I actually way. left out of my top five because I thought I just should let you talk about it, but I will discuss it as well. Oh, well, if you left it out of your top five, then I'll discuss yeah, it. Go ahead. Break down. Okay, so the... The first one I picked was Simon Garfunkel's Sound of Silence. Which was covered by? Well, it was covered actually over 70 times. Which was your favorite? That's the big Well, see, thing, that's man. the thing. So There's two of them I know that you really <laughs> like, and picking between them is tough. Well, in doing the research, I actually listened to quite a few of them to try to find which ones I liked. Really? Okay. And I actually came up with a couple more. Um, this was kind of fun when I was doing the research on cover songs and what, what, um, the first time I heard it was a band called disturbed 2015. Um, it, it, it was actually, I think I found the link on Facebook. Somebody put the link on Facebook and I'm like, disturbed did the sound of silence from Simon. Oh, I said, I got to listen to this. Yeah. Cause it's like, it is so it, weird. It, it completely blew me away. Yeah, I, I am shocked as to how good that was. Chris Draymond, uh, you know, the lead singer for disturbed, a uh, phenomenal voice. He's got such a range. And I think he's, I, I, I saw where he has a phenomenal range. It's like a, from a C to an A, um, you know, he, he records the first three verses, um, one octave lower, and then the second three verses are an octave higher yep. than what Simon and Garfunkel did. Now, the, the, some of the differences here were, um, you know, Simon and Garfunkel were a duo. They sang it as a duo. That's how their trademark was. Yep. It was their high and low and their harmonies and everything else, where you've got just Chris just belting the sucker out as a solo mm -hmm. uh, and throwing a little bit of raspiness and doing what he does. And it just makes this eerie song even creepier, it was which creepy. is creepy, but it's so good. You want to listen to it again and mm -hmm. again and again. So that's my favorite for that cover of um, Sound of Silence. Now, if you want to hear some cool ones, uh, Pentatonix actually did one? did one. Really? Very nice. Um Pentatonix is a um, acapella group for people yes. who didn't know. Um, as my wife would have called it, she thought it was more glee-ish than anything else. Well, that makes sense. Because right, yeah. it's, you know, right. But uh, if you like that kind of thing, Pentatonix actually did this, go, did a cover of this in 2019. Uh, there's another band called uh, Boba Flex. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, I'm going to make sure I get this right because, yeah, Boba Flex. They're a new metal band. 
Uh, they did it in 2016 or 17. Okay, so just after Disturbed. Yep, so just after Disturbed. Um, I I actually enjoyed their version of it too because they actually put the harmony back into it. Okay. And then brought the guitars with it. So Interesting. It was quite, yeah, if you get a chance, you, uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, the band's called Boba Flex, B-O-B-A-F-L-E-X. They are a new metal band that did this cover. Really cool. So anyway, that's uh, that was my cover of the week. Uh, for at least this one, uh, for that song, I really, really, really enjoyed the, uh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I have that in my honorable mentions. I, uh, that was like one of the bigger songs that I enjoyed of covers that I knew of. And so I thought, you know, I have to give that one at least a shout out, if not on my list, but, um, the eeriness and the darkness that they're able to transfer over is impressive because Simon and Garfunkel have a more like soft eerie kind of feel to it, but Disturbed took a metal eerie ah, to it. Let's take a sidetrack because I actually found a little bit more about the initial song. It was on Simon and Garfunkel's original album that actually bombed. bombed? And actually Simon and Garfunkel actually broke up, went their separate ways until a different producer took that album, redid it, and re-released it, and this is what you got, and it made their career. Wow, I didn't know that. There you go. See, I found that out today. Kind of fun. <laughs> the more you had nothing know. else better to do today on a crappy weather day so yeah anyway so yeah so i um one of my favorite cover songs one that i knew of before as well but i am just in love with the eeriness again of this song and the way that this artist swung it from a kind of metal cover to what he did so this song was originally hurt by nine inch nails but it was covered by Johnny Cash, covered in 2002. Yeah, awesome. And, and it was originally released in 1994 by Nine Inch Nails. And Johnny Cash took a dark and eerie tour to it. It was beautifully done. This was released three months, I think, before he passed away eventually. And I think this was him also kind of looking back on his life and his career. I think so, too. I mean, and that's... It's, that... it's eerie to think about now. Well, yeah, you wouldn't think that a... Uh old washed up country artist is going to do a nine inch nails song yes. as a cover. That's what I love. But I think that's, you know, you know, when, when we were trying to do some of the research, my, my wife was, you know, listening to it and she says, you know, she says, if you're going to do a good cover song, you want aspects of the original song, but you also want it, the artist to make it their own. Yeah. Without destroying maybe the original yeah. version of it. I'm trying to preserve it a little bit. So I, I had also come up, I had also come across when I was doing the research, and it's called the fifty best cover songs of all time. Uh, it's called it's uh it's on the best it's bestlifeonline.com, and the hurt song was actually number fifteen by the number way. Number fifteen, okay, okay. So yep, um, so yeah, this one came in, and it was kind of a weird, uh, weird backwards. Usually it's the newer guys doing the older guys. In this case, it's the older it's guys, guys doing, doing the younger guys. guys. Yeah, so it's. Um, and I think it was when Johnny Cash decided to work with Rick Rubin, who was the producer of a lot of Nine Inch Nails stuff. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was actually seven months later here. It says seven right months. here, it says sadly Cash passed away seven months after this was released. I think he knew <clears> that he was unfortunately passing slowly. And I think he wanted to get this song out there because it's like, even if it's, it starts out with, I cut myself today to see if I still bleed. Right. That's see, just such an eerie start to yeah, it. Well, it's a serious song for anything for a start. Cash. But you don't expect to hear it from anybody. I mean, no. oh my God. It was, I think it was just beautifully done. 
I think the sadness and the somberness in his voice you can hear, and the age in his voice, the way oh, that yeah. he is just it's like just, his, it the was way just, that his throat like muffles a little bit when he speaks. It just made a creepier song creepier. And it was <laughs> it, if you haven't heard this song, please give it a listen. I will beg you to God, listen I to the song. God, I wish I could get Spotify up. <laughs> So but yeah, so that was my first one. Was hurt by Johnny Cash originally by Nine Inch Nails. So uh, I don't think my I don't think my Spotify is actually going to. Uh, oh, maybe it might. Hang on, might we're, we're going to try it. Oh, hold we're on, we're going to try it. Oh, hold up, hold up. Here we go. Here we go. We got it. myself today to see if I still feel there you go it's just the eeriness in the old age of Johnny Cash it's scary good wow okay please give hopefully, that one a listen hopefully we don't get it. in trouble for doing this so let us know if we do sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, we're, trying, we're trying to incorporate things here so we'll see if we can get away with it or not what is the second song <clears throat> you decide to bring in today one of my favorite songs of all time uh, has actually was covered, so I like the original version. Okay, and uh, this is uh, the the song is "Wicked Game" by Chris Isaac. Uh, just a song that I can listen to over and over and over and over, and it never gets old. Cool. Uh, this song has also been covered over seventy times, and this one was only in the mid '80s when it was came when it came out. Wow. Okay. So um, I actually initially heard it. Uh, as I purchased uh, an album uh, by Stone Sour, and on the 10th anniversary album, they did uh, a side of covers. Okay. And this was one of the covers. So Stone Sour with um, lead singer of uh, Slipknot, Corey Taylor. Did he uh, pass away? I can't remember. No, Corey's still alive. Oh, so, no. yeah, we don't. Corey, we love you. Okay. Please stay there. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so it came up on, I think, I think side three of the album, which is kind of weird. They kind of threw it in the middle. So you listen to it, but it also was covered by bands called uh, Three Days Grace, which yep, is actually a, a really band. good version. And then if you want something really weird and you want to see something really out there, listen to the Celine Dion version from 2020. Oh my God, what? She covered this song this year. Why? What? So there's a lot of the, you know, I listened to a lot of the, just because this was one of my favorite songs if I'm going to put a list of top songs, this is going to be on it. It'll be in my top 25 for sure. Um, but listening to some of the, the, the artists that have done it, whether they're great artists, mm -hmm. you got to have the right tone of voice for the song. It's just that important yep. that you can't change the tone of it because it doesn't give the appeal that the original song did or does. So there were some there were some ones that I'm like going, nope, he doesn't have the voice. Nope, she doesn't have the right tone. Nope. And you can just hear it because you're trying to compare it to that original and do I like it better than the original or do I like it worse than the original? And I within the first 30 seconds, I would tell you, yep, this is going to make it or nope, it's not. <laughs> the Celine Dion one, though, man, that one, I tried to get my wife to say, you'll hear who she is. You'll understand who she is. She didn't pick it out. But... When she got to the first chorus, you could hear the Celine Dion trying to hit the falsettos 
and trying to go there, but she was trying to tone it down because the the tone of the song song is so dark and. Uh, did you ever say the name of the song? Wicked Game. Wicked Game. Okay. Wicked Game. I did. Okay, I wasn't sure, but I it is to Wicked sure. Game. So anyway, that's my next cover song. That's one I like. One of my favorite songs. Cool song. If you've never heard of Chris Isaac, you know he he does his own thing. This song was just cool. So okay. Your next one. All right. So my next one, I think, is probably one of the most iconic cover songs of all time. You can just pick this one out of a hat and realize that it is one of the best. It is All Along the Watchtower, originally by Bob Dylan. Minnesota Boy? Oh, yeah. Big Iron Range guy up there. Hell, yeah. But covered by Jimi Hendrix. Of course. Which is famous. It's his, It's Yeah, it's Jimi Hendrix's <laughs> biggest song is his cover. Yep. Oh, and yeah. So this is just, it's a beautiful song. If you've never listened to it, I think there is some great things that he had pulled from Bob Dylan, but yet he is able to make this song his own with the iconic guitar that he is. It made my honorable mention, by the way. Yep. And so, like, this is, I think, of top cover lists, I looked at a couple. This one was obviously big up there with a lot of them. And on the best life online list, it was number one. That makes sense. Say, there I you think, go. I think this was one of the biggest songs on there. And well, I it was mean, one of it was Jimmy one of Jimmy Hendrix's biggest songs. It, I mean, it, I think it is his biggest song. Well, and and it was a cover, so it wasn't even his song. No, but, but he added the guitar that we all when we talked last week about the guitars, we all put Jimmy Hendrix in our top five, if not the top guitar player, and he just took Dylan's blues, whatever song you want to call it, yep, and just kind of. Just yeah, into a different kind of over music. over sampled over whatever you want to do, but he did, did it, it much excellently. better. So yeah, so I thought this one obviously deserves a spot. If not, it was going to be really close, but I I thought it should deserve a spot in the, some of the top covers. And if I and if I play the next song because I'm going to play a little snippet of Wicked Game just so you'll hear the beginning, the intro will give it away. Okay. Oh, that's still Johnny that's Cash. <laughs> Woo-hoo! We're getting there. Uh, you know. Next time I'll take the cover or uh, the speaker off. Right. So I'm gonna skip ahead here a little bit. Oh yeah, I definitely heard this song before. Okay. So, so yeah, that's Wicked Game there by Chris Isaac. Definitely give that song a uh, awesome tune. All right, what's the next one that you brought in? Okay. Ooh. Ooh, one of my other favorite songs that I love. Um, <clears throat> I knew this was a cover when I heard it. Um, so the, the the cover I like better than the original. But what I really like about this particular artist, yep. they brought the original artist in to sing on their cover. Really? What so, song is this? This is Boom Boom by Big Head Todd and the Monsters. You love Big Head Todd <laughs> and the Monsters. This one, they did this one in, I think, 2007. Um, or excuse me, they did it in 97. Oh, that's Life. a big difference. So um, the the original singer is John Lee Hooker, which was released in 1962. But when I started looking at it, I only know John Lee Hooker because of Big Head Todd and the Monsters. When they did Boom Boom, yep. they brought John Lee Hooker in to sing on the chorus, which was really cool. So um, in doing some more research... This song has been sampled or used a ton, and I didn't know that, Um, in 64. So the original came out in 62. Yep. But here are some of the more notable people that have played the song. 
Okay. The Yardbirds, 64. Really? Yardbirds did. So Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, Big 64. No, I, I don't think that Jimmy Page was in the Yardbirds in 64. I don't think he got there until 65 or 66. But even then, you still have Eric Clapton on there. But the Animals. Animals did it yep. too? Eric Bird and the Animals. So they covered it in 64 also. Muddy Waters covered it in 71. Muddy Waters is great. Again, we're talking about some of these guys that we talked about last week. They have done covers. The Oak Ridge Boys. Yep. Country fans. Yep. Covered in 2009. So, unfortunately, Mr. John Lee Hooker passed away in 2001. But Big Head Todd and the Monsters, boom, boom. It's on there. I think it's Stratagem is the album it's on. Um, great cover of the original. The original was cool. Big Head Todd took it one level further and made it their own, but they incorporated the original singer, which was really cool. That is anyway, very cool. That was cool. All right. So, All yeah, right. so moving on to my next one. This was uh, a band that we talked about on my top albums of all time with uh, with the band called The Clash. They're, mm-hmm. again, punk rockers coming out of <laughs> UK in the 80s. They did a lot more covers than I thought they did. Yeah, they did. Okay. And I really like that about them. But, yeah, so these, if you guys know what I'm talking about, it is I Fought the Law by The Clash. And The originally. Law won. <laughs> yeah, I Fought the Law and The Law, law won. won. Okay. Who, uh, who it was originally by The Bobby Fuller Four in 1966. Really? So I've never heard them, and I listened to it, and it was really different. Really? It wasn't what you were expecting, but so it, the, the Bobby Fuller version, which would be this one. Let's see. Yeah, it's like a Beach Boys kind of feel to it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, okay. I think I've heard that part of it. So yeah, it's more of a more it's of more a, of a beachy, Beach Boys. Yeah, but surf, the, surf, the clash, surf sound. The Clash took the punk rock root to it and basically made it an anti-establishment UK song, which I thought was awesome. And I thought they did a great cover to it. It's so fun. It's iconic. If you've ever heard it before, that would be the clash version. So you can hear the little beach feel undertone <laughs> to it, but they have the, the big guitar riffs able to counter with that. And so I think that was a great, Cover, I think I prefer, definitely I prefer the Clash one over the Bobby Fuller 4. But the Bobby Fuller 4 did a great song, and yeah, I thought that that was a great album, or a great <laughs> a great song. We're talking about songs today. <laughs> yeah, so I thought the Clash deserves a spot with I Fought the Law. I think they're, I think being the Clash, it was one of their more bigger songs too, which was kind of surprising. Yeah, it is. Like you have, you have like their other big ones that you can think of right away, and like London Calling, and... right. But this is up there, I think. Hmm. Interesting. So what did you bring for your number four cover? Number four. (laughs) Originally sung by the band T-Rex in 1971 is this one. Called Bang a Gong, Get It On. (laughs) <laughs> by T-Rex in 1971. That is a classic song. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. So um, this song was actually covered by a band, maybe one of the more modern super bands, I guess you want to call it, of the 80s. Uh, it was released by the band called The Power Station, which was uh, lead singer was uh, uh, Robert, uh, my God, I'm going to, I'm going to, Robert Palmer. And the two Taylors from Duran Duran, Nick and Andy Taylor, 
and they formed this band called The Power Station. They redid this song in 1985, and it goes something like this. Kind of made it their own. It's very interesting. Uh, which is my favorite version of the song. I like the T-Rex version. I love the Power Station version. Really? So um, Power Station, it's on their self-titled album. Uh, I don't think they ever, I think they only got one album out because I think they just kind of went their own separate ways and Robert Palmer went back solo. And then uh, the two uh, two uh, tailors went back to Duran Duran and the end of story. So it was kind of a, it was a band formed when Duran Duran was kind of on the, uh, in the mid eighties when they got really big and they kind of had to take a break and that's what they did on the side. Um, but they, uh, the, um, this song has only been covered 19 times, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, another cool version to check out. And it's again, when we talk about cover songs, you want it to be something cool, something different, something unique. Yeah. You know, uh, the power stations version is unique. The T-Rex version is great because it's the original, but you know, when you make it your own, you still have the same, you have the same vibe of the song. You have the same feel of the song, but it's different. The only other one that actually sounded really cool was Santana actually did this. Santana? Really? Santana did this. Again, another guitarist that we talked about last week. And Santana is a guitar player, so he can't sing. So he has to bring on other singers. Who did he bring on? Gavin Rosdale of Bush. Wow. Which we actually talked about last week. Again. <laughs> so it's kind of tying everything in here. And that song actually is pretty cool also. I believe it came out 2008 or 9, um, but a cover of the T-Rex song, uh, it kind of put a Latin twist onto it. Which is Santana is known right. for. And it, and it really, uh, and my surprise, Gavin Rosdale's voice was spot on. Really? Yep. It, was, it, it, uh, it meshed with the T-Rex version. It kept the Latin version with Santana. It's just, it was a good song. It was a really, wow. and I was surprised. And there's two other, uh, two other big known bands that actually covered it, and you got to completely stay away from them because they are so bad. I'm not surprised. Blondie, oh, did it no. in 1993. She was on her way down. Debbie Harry was on her way down. Blondie was it was horrendous. I mean, I got about 30 seconds, and I said, "This is crap." And another band that I'm, I'm kind of hit and miss on. There's some really cool songs. But Ministry did it in 2008. Okay. So, but it was completely, ver those versions, you just stare away from it. They were terrible. So, with 19 songs, I got to sample a lot of them. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Number four for you. So, number four for me was a song that even uh, Jeff didn't know was a cover. <laughs> uh, so, um, this band is iconic. This band is massive. Probably one of the biggest bands of all time. Uh, it is Led Zeppelin, and on Led Zeppelin 4, their number 8 track on the album is When the Levee Breaks. And I had no idea that was a cover. And you got to realize that this cover is from a guy named Kansas Joe McCoy and Memphis Minnie. Wow. Back in 1929. What? Back in 1929, that was the original release for Memphis When the Levee Minnie? Breaks. Memphis Minnie and Kansas Joe McCoy. Okay, here we go. I found it. If we get in trouble for playing a 1929 song, we got problems. <laughs> I'm going to skip ahead here. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah, so that is... Oh, I gotta, I gotta listen to that now. That is a cover from Led Zeppelin, which on one of the biggest Led Zeppelin albums in Led Zeppelin 4, uh, wow. on the first side, there's a cover. Wow. And it's really interesting because that is in 1971, so that is almost f- over 40 years later. <laughs> they released a cover of that band. Well, because because we post on Spotify and we use Spotify, it kind of gives me some other ones that have done it. A Perfect Circle also did this. Perfect Circle, really? Okay. Uh, we'll have to listen to a few of these. These are going to be kind of fun. So Perfect Circle actually did this. And uh, for you that don't know who per- A Perfect Circle is, it is the uh, offshoot of uh, Maynard Keenard from Tool. Yep. It's his second band, Perfect Circle. Not, they're uh, very, very unique and cool. But anyway, I'd have to listen to that one too. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, anyway, so wow. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> a really old song covered, and I thought it was really good. Now that is cool because now that was almost 50 years between when it was originally released and when Led Zeppelin released it because when did Led Zeppelin 4 come out in 70? 71. Wow. Okay, so yeah, so it was almost 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 40-some years. It was, wow. it was 42, I believe. Wow, so crazy. That was a really cool cover, and not many people knew it was a cover. I thought that one deserved a spot. Just to get the name out there, Memphis, Minnie, and Kansas Joe McCoy. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> All right, what do you got for okay, your last, last cover one. song? Ha-ha. I kind of shocked Matt with this one. Yeah. Uh, it is... Uh, the original song is Higher Ground by Mr. Stevie Wonder. Yep. Originally released on uh, his 1973 Innovations album. Uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers took it and uh, put it on Mother's Milk in 1989. And uh, this is the first song that turned me on to the Peppers. Uh, this was the first song I heard from them and fell in love with the band. Uh, then I followed them for most of their career. They're not so much lately, but pretty much through... Um, uh, Californication. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's just one awesome cover. Uh, so some other notable people that have done this cover. Uh, this one, this one's only been covered 22 times, which I thought was a little bit low for that song. Yeah. It's an awesome song. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but Stevie did it so well. It's like, so, you know, that's the other problem too, is like you don't want to pull away from what the original. Right. Did. You know, in, do you want, I mean, if you're going to make it good, you better make it great. Yeah. Because if you make it just okay, it's almost like it's almost for it. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like you're doing it injustice. So maybe they don't want to piss off Stevie Wonder. I don't know. But whatever. Um, Michael McDonald, who is a uh, lead singer of Doobie Brothers and also a solo career, he covered this in 2001. And this is the one that kind of threw me for a loop. And I actually listened to it. It was quite weird. Uh, but Miss Etta James, who is more recently in the more 60s, yeah, she covered this song on a 2011 album. Wow, that Etta James put out. So I, I like, wow, Miss Etta James, the, the oh my god, I was like, she did a cover on this. So, uh, and and just for the record, uh, this one made it to number 14 on the best of best life online.com top 50 songs. Um, so. Uh, let's go with your number five, and then I'll go with some honorable mentions that I want. I wanted to bring up, but I just had to decide what to which ones yeah, to talk it's, about. It was so hard to pick the well, five songs. So that cool, we just though. I mean, you just uh, you start looking at some of the stuff and 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 how we're going and 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 what's going on, and 
you start doing some digging. It's like, oh my god, I didn't know that. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's just it's so surprising to see that these songs are actually covers. And if you really dig into it, I mean, the, the, with the internet these days, you can you know pretty much find as much information on anything you want and as many covers as you want. Right. I mean, that's just cool. So anyway, okay, go to number yeah, five. So Sorry. my number five actually comes from. Uh, a newer artist, an R&B artist, but covering a song from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, so this is the original was Aubrey Hepburn's Moon River, but covered by <laughs> Frank Ocean. And so this song has been covered by a lot of big names out there. Um, Frank Sinatra did it. ASAP Ferg, which is a weird one because that's a rapper, but I was okay with it. Um, you have Andy Williams doing it. Oh, I think I found the Frank Ocean one. Should we try it? Sure, go ahead. Try All right, here we go. One, two. Wow, okay. It's that... really interesting. You weren't expecting that, were you? Uh, no, I wasn't expecting a two-year-old to be singing. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, Louis <laughs> Louis Armstrong did this cover. Um, if you really, if you've ever been oh, around Louis for Armstrong, a while, baby, oh yeah, yeah that's what? a good one. Oh, if you ever been voice. around for a while and like um, orchestra music, there is a group called Two Cellos where it's just two cellists who play music together and just put out covers. And they actually covered this song as well. So there's a good number of bands that did this. But of are, are all you, of them, are, we, are you saying we're going into some instrumental stuff here, shortly? Oh, a little bit, but oh, boy. We might have to talk about some instrumental Oh, see, songs. now we can do some yeah. cool instrumental. Hey, there's another. <laughs> we're there's another. Yeah. Already. <laughs> <laughs> we're working in. We're, we're, we're figuring out for the next time, the next, yeah. next series. So, yeah. So, Frank Ocean's cover of the 1961 Audrey Hepburn's Moon River is one of my favorites because it wasn't what you were expecting. Nope. He, he didn't put out an, a song for three years, Frank Ocean. He went off the grid for a while. That's okay. He, he didn't want to just talk about himself in the public. And then he drops this on a single. It wasn't on an album. It was just something that he wanted to do, and he released it. So I think it was cool. I think it deserves a spot on the list because I think it's not what you'd expect from the cover of Audrey Hepburn's Moon River. So, yeah, that is our top covers. We've got a couple honorable mentions here. You want to spit yours out really quick? Yeah, and I was kinda, I'm kind of shocked because when you were a little kid, one of your favorite songs was a cover. What song? American Woman by Lenny Kravitz. Oh, I forgot about American Woman. Oh, my goodness. So originally put out by the Guess Who and redid by Lenny Kravitz. That's such a good song. And you would put it on the, you'd put a CD in and Matt would go be singing in the back seat. Yeah, I love that He was probably five years old and he was singing. It was that song in Hotel California I loved as a kid. Uh, Some of the other ones is uh, You Really Got Me that was uh, originally by the Kinks. Also showed up on the original Van Halen album. Okay. Uh, Another great cover there. Uh, and then all along the walk tower is the other one I had on there. Yep. You know, by our, our Minnesota boy, Bob Dylan, and then covered by, of course, Jimi Hendrix made his iconic song. So yeah, I kind of wanted to do something a little different. Uh, the only song of mine that made it on the top 50, according to that list, uh, was higher ground. I think, uh, you know, some of the other songs kind of flew under the radar because they're not as well known, but they're fun for me. Yeah. Okay. So I got, I got a couple here. So I went through and I, I think I had 15 or 12 songs that I had to whittle down to five. So it's kind of tough for me, but I'm going to rattle off some here really quick. Um, I've Got You Under My Skin by Frank Sinatra. I think that's a really beautiful song. Uh, Sinatra, anything by him is awesome. So uh, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, Sweet Dreams Are Made of These by Marilyn Manson. Again, another cover to make it even more eerie than the original. 
<laughs> Can't go wrong with that. Uh, come on, feel the noise by Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot, baby. Oh, such a fun song. Just like you want to jump and dance to that song. Uh, House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. We talked about them earlier, but the Animals' House of the Rising Sun, I think, is really good. It's very iconic, and it's in a lot of movies now. Right. Uh, Valerie by Amy Winehouse. I think it's fun. I think it's Originally great... did by Stevie... Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood was it originally? Well, let me see. Who, uh, okay, you you keep going. So what okay. one is that now? Valerie that by Amy Valerie. Winehouse. Uh, so after that, we have Respect by Aretha Franklin, one of the best singers of all time, covering a great song. Originally done by a man, but she made her own woman twist on it. I think that was awesome. Great for women power. Twist and Shout by the Beatles, another great song by the Beatles, one of their best, and that's a cover as well. Uh, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston, one of the best cover artists of all time. You, she has a bunch of cover songs that made it big. Right. And Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares The only thing she's known for is that song, and Prince made her that star. Oh, please, don't even say that she wasn't known for ripping up a picture of the Pope on SNL. Okay, that's true. Yeah. So, think, yeah, that I, was the, think, the rise and fall of Sinead O'Connor oh, in one sentence. Yep. Nothing okay, so compares to you and Black Boys on Bicycles. So let's do this. I found the Amy Winehouse version of the Valerie, and I also had the Steve Winwood version of Valerie. So let's play the Amy Winehouse version here. Interesting. See, it's good. I really am sad that Amy Winehouse passed away. Okay. Okay, now let's go with the original version, which is by Steve Winwood, one of my favorite artists. Completely different. Yeah. All right, there you go. So now you got to check those things out. So yep. So there's a bunch of songs. So we'll also I think link them to our know, Spotify. We'll I think when we make our li- when we make our list, I think we should do the original first. And then the song that we liked of the cover. Yep. So we'll do that on Spotify. So we'll, we'll do that on our playlist. So we'll have we'll have the original song first, and then the cover of that song. Yep. By the artist we chose that we like. And then we'll put on the albums that we both chose for each other to listen to, and some songs from the albums that we were just released. So we'll just put a couple songs um, from those albums as well. Those five. And we'll go from there. And, but, and just be careful because the stuff that Matt puts out there is parental guidance. So if you've got young children, be careful. There be careful. is going to be a little bit of swearing on these things a just in case. But yeah. So anyway, okay. That is all we have for this episode of Pause the Music. Hey, how far? How long? How did we do? How do we do oh, on 58 time? 58 minutes. Not too bad. Hey, we're under an hour, folks. Woo! <laughs> all right. Go ahead and continue listening to music after this. Follow us on Instagram at Matt Rodder and at Jeff Rodder. Follow our podcast on Instagram at Pause the Music Podcast. We'll post on there some things, little teasers for album for the uh, podcasts that are coming out next week. We'll also post ways to get there onto our Spotify and follow the playlist that we're going to put out for you to listen to the music. And if you keep talking, we're going to go over an hour. Uh, no, we're not. We're only at fifty eight and a half. We're okay, fine. fine. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Matt. I'm Jeff. See ya. Goodbye. <laughs>